Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. Sometimes wonder what it would have been like being one of Jesus' disciples because he, he told them really plainly what, what was going to happen. In Mark chapter 8, starting in verse 31, it says, He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed, and after three days, rise again. He spoke plainly about this. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Peter is a real encouragement to us. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're going to look a little bit at him today because uh, he, he is, his experience uh, gives all of us hope. And the, the thought of having the, the very life of heaven within us is, is something that we need to meditate on and, and come into more understanding of and more reality of. But today, what, what the Lord's put on my heart is, is to look at Peter through, through this process of the crucifixion and, and the resurrection and, and, and to see how he made a decision to, to enter into resurrection life. And this, this is a decision that, that faces all of us, and I... I have this discussion many times, sometimes with myself, sometimes with other people, about how everything in the kingdom is voluntary. You, you, you don't have to go on. You, you can try to stay where you are, but really it's, it's a slope. So you're, you're either going forward or you're slipping backward because there, there isn't good footing on this mountain. You can't really stay in one place. But you can choose to go forward or backward. But it's always a choice. And this thing, you know, celebrating Resurrection Sunday today together, this, this is such an awesome day together. But there's no resurrection without death. 
And, and, and we're, we're going to see this in, in the life of Peter today. And that, that passage that I just read to you in, in Matthew's version, that conversation that we just looked at, it's, it's right before, or right after, sorry, Jesus asked his disciples, who, who do people say that I am? And then who do you say that I am? And Peter gets the right answer. He says, you're, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And, and right after he, he makes that great statement, and, and the Lord says, on, on this truth, I'm going to build my church. Right, right after that, in Matthew's account, then, then Peter rebukes the Lord for telling them that he has to die. And we know how Jesus responded to, to what Peter said. So, so Peter... Is, is a guy who's not afraid to speak, but he makes mistakes. He, he is you and me. He's, he's a picture of, of us. And that's what we're going to look at today. We, we read the story of Resurrection Morning And the greatness of that story, as I said, is because of the crucifixion that happened three days before. Jesus had to enter into death in order to enter into resurrection life. And it, it is that way in, in the kingdom of heaven for us we we must enter into death in order to truly enter into resurrection life we we must die to living for ourselves alone or living to ourselves first we must die to all the mistakes that we've made. We must die to all the wrongs that have been done to us. And, and we must bury that stuff in, in the ground. And, and then we can turn and we can enter into the life of heaven the resurrection life, the, the true life that, that we're called to. But I, I want to look at Peter as a great example for us because he, he is like us. He, he made some serious, serious mistakes. And if you're in here today and... You, you've not made any serious mistakes in your life, uh, you're, you're free to go. <laughs> so I want to look at Peter. And we'll start in uh, Luke twenty-two fifty-nine. We've got quite a few passages that I want to get through, so I'm going to do them rather quickly without a lot of explanation in the beginning. Uh, 
And this is after Judas betrayed Jesus and Jesus had been arrested and was, was making, he was, he was before the Sanhedrin at this point in Luke 22. And Jesus had told Peter that before the rooster crowed, that Peter would deny him three times. And, and Peter said, no way, that never happened. And this is where we pick up the story most of the way through in Luke twenty-two fifty-nine. About an hour later, another asserted, certainly this fellow was with him, for he's a Galilean. Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed, and the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. And, I mean, we, we have to know that, that when the Lord met eyes with Peter, that the Lord knew what had just taken place. And, I mean, we, we can only imagine how Peter felt at, at that point. Just like the lowest of, of the low. He, he had just committed what, what for him had to seem like the unpardonable sin. He, he had indeed denied the Lord three times. But then we'll, we'll pick up the story this time in Mark chapter 16. I, I, had, I read earlier the account in John, but, but this one is, is significant because the Lord is, is beginning to do a work of restoration for, for Peter already. And this is just the morning of, of the resurrection. In Mark 16, starting in verse 6, an angel is speaking and, and says, Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go tell his disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And, and the Lord didn't have to specifically make mention of, of Peter in this or instruct the angel to specifically make mention of Peter, but he specifically did. And I think you could put your own name in there. Go tell his followers and your name. 
He's, he's, he's wanting to see you. He's not rejected you. See, there's, there's a song that I really like, um, and, and the chorus is something like, you, you never leave even when I think you should. And, it, and it's about God. And, you know, we, sometimes we do things, we think things, we say things, things happen, and we think, okay, that's it. I can't be used by God anymore. That, that was it. It's too serious. I just got to try to be good the rest of my life and, and hope for God's mercy. And that when we do that, it, it shows a lack of understanding on our part of the heart of God. Because the message for, for us today, for the message for you and, and for me, for every one of us, is that, that there, there is a destiny in God. There's, there's a destiny in, in his kingdom that is within you. Uh, it's, it's a gift to the world that, that the Lord wants to bring out. But it requires death. And it requires us truly entering into this, this new resurrection life. But the Lord can bring it out of us if, if we will just keep saying yes to him and not give up. I, I was reading uh, this article in World Magazine this week, and if, if you don't get that magazine, I highly recommend it. But they were doing an interview with, with a guy. Uh, uh, Crouch was his last name. I really didn't know much about him, but he, he said something about if, if, if what you're doing is is promising you a quick, great reward for not very much effort, you're serving an idol. But if, if you will slug it out and live faithfully, step by step, day by day, over the long haul, there will be much fruit and a great harvest. And that, that is for all of us, and, and that is for Peter. See, with, with the kingdom, there's, there's many times a, a lot of sacrifice and, and a lot of pain up front for for what appears to be very little. But if we keep on, Jesus promises us, if we don't give up, there will be a great reward.
a great harvest. So that's for all of us. I'm going to skip a little bit and go on to John 21. Because this, this is so important for, for us. That if, when, when we've failed, we've fallen, we've done something or not done something, the Lord is not rejecting us. His, his arms are always wide open and, and he's wanting to encourage us and help us fulfill that destiny that he's placed within us. And this is what he does with Peter in John 21. This is after the resurrection. And the, the story is they were out fishing and they, they didn't catch anything and Jesus tells the experienced fisherman to try something else. <laughs> and they, they get this, this great harvest of fish, but Peter in the meantime figures out that it's the Lord on the shore. So he jumps in and, and swims to shore, leaving the others to try to keep the, the boat afloat and try to get to shore. And then they eat a meal. And this is where we pick up the story. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. And... We can get into a whole lot of details in this story with looking at the Greek words for love, but I, I just don't have time to do that even though it's, it's great and powerful. I, I just want you to see what Jesus does. So Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. And a third time, he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. And you know, we... We have to understand something about God that when he asks us a question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer. He wanted Peter to, to convince himself of the truth. Yes, even, even though... I, I denied him and I told him he shouldn't die and rise again and just just totally messed everything up and, and probably lost his place in the, the top three. 
Jesus asks him and he asks us, do, do you love me? Do you, do you want to please me? And, and will we be like Peter? Will, will we stop listening to the enemy who tries to tell you what's in your heart saying, no, you don't love him. If you really loved him, you never would have done that. That voice has to die. We've we got to stop getting our truth from somebody who doesn't know how to do anything but lie. So Jesus finally convinced Peter that he did indeed love the Lord. Let him convince you. Whatever is in your past, whatever you've done, it's not too big. Whatever has been done to you, it's not too big for God to restore and heal and get you back on track to fulfill your destiny. So what I want to close with today is when Peter chose to step into his true destiny. And see, after the Lord restored Peter and Peter was convinced once again that maybe there actually was hope, that, that maybe, just maybe, the Lord still had a plan for him. So he, he went to Jerusalem, obeyed Jesus with the other 120, and they, they went to the upper room, and they waited, and they prayed, and they argued, and they fought, and they disagreed, and they prayed, and they finally came into agreement that they really didn't care what was going to happen, but they wanted whatever the Lord had promised them was going to happen. And then we, we know what happened. A, a sound like a mighty rushing wind came into that place. The sound of heaven came into that room and, and little tongues of fire fell on everyone and they were filled 
with the Holy Spirit. They, they were filled with the life of heaven. They had a deposit when Jesus breathed on them after his resurrection. They became new creatures at that point, but they were filled with the Spirit, which, according to the Old Testament uh, types of anointing with oil, that filling was for a specific purpose, that they would fulfill their destiny in God. And so... After this, you know, can, can you imagine the, these 120 people in, in this room? They're, you know, it's probably about like this number of people and, and we're all praying and suddenly it sounds like a hurricane in the room and, and there's tongues of fire on everybody. And I kind of think they're all saying, I guess this is what we've been waiting for. But what is it? <laughs> you know? I mean, they really didn't know. But then, they, they go outside. And, and they're all speaking languages that they don't know. These, these are uneducated fishermen, mostly. Except for a couple. And they're all speaking in these languages that they don't know. And all the people who are in Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost that we're going to study in a few weeks uh, are hearing the story of God in, in their own language. And, and out of this chaos, Peter... We pick up the story in Acts 2, verse 14. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. This is Peter, okay? He's, he's not the smartest guy in the room. And, and he's going to explain this to everybody. I, I want you to see that something happened because this Peter in Acts 2.14 is not the same guy that we just read about in John 21. It's not the same guy from John 20. It's not the same guy from Mark 16 or Luke 22. 
This, this is a different Peter. And this is what he says. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. I have a pretty good idea that when Peter started to talk, he had no idea what he was going to say. Are you with me? He, he hadn't had time to figure any of this out. None of them had. He was just the guy, the one guy, at this point in the crowd, who said, Okay, God. I guess I'll speak, because nobody else is going to. And as he opened his mouth, the Lord gave him the words. This, this guy was not a scholar. But he quotes half of Joel chapter 2 in, in his message. And how many people end up coming to the Lord that day? 3,000 men. Just because one guy who didn't know what to do or to say said, okay, God, if this is you, then you better tell me what to say because either you're going to do that or I'm going to look really foolish here. And I'm telling you, that's the way it works. That is the way the kingdom works. We step out in faith because we get a little prompting, a little nudging from the Lord, and He only gives us Enough to get us moving. <laughs> I, you know, I've been thinking about what, what did the Lord speak to Peter? Okay, just tell him you're going to explain this to him. And, and see, that wouldn't have worked for most of us because we, we would have said, now, wait a minute, I don't understand this myself. How am I going to explain it? But it was enough for Peter. Because that's just the kind of guy he was. Step out on the water. Hey, Jesus, if you can walk on water, why can't I? He says, you can. Wow. <laughs> he didn't think about, really? No, he just did it. And this is what he does in Acts chapter 2. 
But now, he's filled with the Holy Spirit and he's, he's a totally different person. And so what I, what I want us to see, what I want you to see, is it, it doesn't matter to God what, what is back there it, in the past. It, it doesn't matter. See, the blood of Jesus from the cross covered all of your sins. The ones you committed, the really bad ones that you think were, were too costly to, to be paid for, they're paid for. Those mistakes that you made, they, they need to go in the tomb and die. Will, and those things done to us, they, they need to go in the tomb and the stone needs to be rolled back in front of the tomb. So they just stay there. You're, you're not defined by the mistakes that you've made. You're, you're defined by... If you have been born again, you're, you're defined by the king. And, and you have his name written on you. Because you're, you're no longer your own. You were bought with a price. And, and so we, we need to stop... Limiting what God might do with us because of how we see ourselves. What if God would use you like Peter and in the middle of one of the biggest crowds you've ever seen the Lord says, now just get everybody's attention and tell them that you've got the answer. What will you do? You see, the, the key is, is living our life to God. Toward us. There's, there's this, this Greek word in Ephesians chapter 1. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened 
so that you may know what is the hope of your calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? See, his, his power toward us is his power that is at work within us. It's, it's, it's not like an arrow or a rifle that's, that's being aimed at us, like toward us. We've, we've already been shot by it. And it's in us. That's the, the toward, the meaning of, of that word. It's, it's already within us if, if we have been born again and we have the spirit of the living God in us. These are in accordance with the working of his great, of the strength of his might, with which he brought which, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. It is the, the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead that is at work in us. Is, is that enough to do more than you and I think we're capable of doing. Yes, is, is the answer. Yes. It's, it's enough. So, you know, what, what is hindering the church in the United States more than anything else in, in our day is that People who believe in Jesus limit what is possible to what they think they can do on their own. And, and, and that's why we're in such a sorry state. God can do anything through you. Way more than you could ask or think or imagine. And, and through me. So, you know, we, we just, we have to repent. We have to think differently. We, we've got to begin to think from, from the place of, of having the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead at work in us so anything is possible you know we we prayed for another person in the coffee shop uh, a couple weeks ago he was limping pretty bad and uh, we didn't hear anything from him for about a week but we just heard from his wife that the next day, his knee was completely fine. But then he did something a few days later and twisted it again. 
<laughs> and it was it was all in in pain again but for a couple days it was it was just back to normal and and see this is this is what god wants to do he he just he wants to be able to do anything at any time through any of us and and that actually is possible. You, there, there, there isn't any requirement other than saying yes. So, as, as Jesus said yes to the Father, when, when he was in the garden praying with his disciples who couldn't stay awake. And he, he was agonizing over what was about to take place. And, and Jesus said, you know, if, if, if possible, can you take this cup from me? But not what I want, what you want. Not, not my will, but your will be done. Will we begin to live that way. Because, you know, if there's one thing that I have discovered in trying to allow the Lord to bring his kingdom forth in my life, is he chooses times that are not the most convenient. Like when you're in a hurry and you're about to be late, but I'll also tell you this, that if you actually do what he asks you to do and he shows up and does it and then you end up late where you were going, it's not going to matter that you were late. You're going to be there right at the time that you needed to be. Because he works on every level possible all at the same time. And if he's asking you to do something that's inconvenient, he's already figured out the way that it's, it's actually going to work out better for you if you do it his way. And if you say no and try to get there on time, you find out they canceled the meeting. Oh, man. I should have. Uh. <laughs> that's the way it works. <laughs> So my, my encouragement to us is to just bury that old stuff. To, to believe the truth that God is completely for you. And that if you just keep saying yes a little every day, that great fruit will come if we're faithful and we don't give up. Because that, that's what God is looking for. He's, he's looking for faithful people who just keep saying yes to the little things. 
if if we're thinking that you know we're just we're waiting for God to to drop the big thing in front of us and and then when he does we're going to say yes and it's all going to be great and it's all going to happen uh you're being deceived because it just doesn't happen that way. See, even with Peter, it was years with Jesus of saying yes to the little things so that when he was in the middle of that crowd in Jerusalem at Pentecost, it was just saying yes to another little thing. Hey, Peter, go go say this to the crowd. Okay. And he did. And and boom, at that point, there was a great harvest, great fruitfulness. So I, I want to pray over you. Father, I thank you that as the one true God, you you came to earth seeking to save that which was lost, and that was humanity. I thank you that you've saved us, that you've saved us for purpose. And I, I pray, Lord, right now, I, I just I feel like you want to bury some dead things. And so, Lord, I, I ask you to show your people right now dead things that we just need to put in the grave and bury and leave. Turn and leave. So, Lord, show, show your people. And now, Lord, help, help us to bury those, those things because they, they are dead. Those things that we've done, mistakes that we've made, those things done to us, they're six feet under. They're not going to define us anymore. They're not going to hinder our future in you anymore because they've been paid for. And I pray, Lord, for a release of faith, hope, and love, those things that remain into the hearts of your people here. And Jesus, thank you for going all the way for us. Give us hearts to go all the way with you. For your glory. Amen. Mm. Amen. He is risen. <laughs> Have a blessed Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> so have a great day.